0: Well, welcome back everyone to another exciting episode of right down the street. My name is Brian Barnett. I'm blessed to be the mayor of the city of Rochester Hills, Michigan, and your host, uh, for another episode of right down the street, uh, right down the street is, uh, my podcast here that celebrates the ideas, perspectives, and the passions of the people in our community. Those folks our neighbors and, and guests who are investing their time and talent, uh, really to make us the incredible place that we are. And, uh, Today, I'm excited. This is really interesting for me because uh, um, this is probably of all my podcasts, the field I know the least about. And maybe when I uh, introduce it, you might find yourself in the same boat. But today, I'm talking with gaming superstar, Jonathan Schneck. Uh, Thank you for joining us today, John.
1: Uh, Thank you for having me.
0: So we've met uh, uh, before, um, and you may or may not have listened to the podcast, but we've had athletes on this podcast before. We had uh, Olympic uh, gold medalist Peter Vanderkay and a NASCAR Sprint Cup champion Brad Kozlowski, both of Rochester Hills. Uh, But today we're really exploring um, another type of athlete, uh, and that's an athlete in the world of electronic sports. Uh, Like traditional athletes, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure, John, you'll talk to us a little bit about this, but like those other athletes, you put hours and hours of practice uh, into your craft. You've Competed against players from around the world. You've been scouted and recruited by colleges and universities. And you have even been named to the All American field uh, uh, in at least one of the games that you play. But again, unlike traditional sports, you've done all this uh, mostly from the comfort of your gaming chair. uh, And in particular, with your success with the video game League of Legends. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. But this is a totally new concept for a lot of people, this world of esports. And maybe John, just to get us started, how would you describe esports? Um, and uh, maybe in a minute, uh, League of Legends to someone who does not have any clue what it's all about.
1: So really, esports is basically just uh, competitive gaming. Is what I would basically call it. it's a very that's a very like easy term to go with. And it's you can go through a lot of like competitive games, but usually a lot more will get like sh- will shine out more than the others. And that's basically how I, how I would describe esports, as of right now, and then League of Legends is a five v five multiplayer online battle arena, where basically your goal is to destroy one major part of the opponent's uh, structure at that in their base, and then make sure they don't destroy yours. It's basically it's like the very easy concept of it.
0: So it's, uh, it's old school capture the flag on steroids, essentially. Is that, is that close?
1: Yeah, you, it's just that, except you don't actually bring it back to your base. You just have to basically destroy theirs at their base.
0: And for those of you that don't know what League of Legends is, maybe this statistic will surprise you. Uh, today, 27 million people are playing League of Legends every day. <laughs> that's incredible an incredible number Now, how long have you been playing uh, league of legends john
1: so i i started league of legends like seventh grade probably so that was around like eight nine years ago probably around there
0: all right and what and why'd you pick that game I mean, lots of choices people compete in all sorts of games and probably when you just started playing it maybe you weren't sure that it would take you to this level um, but what do you like about it? Why'd you get into League of Legends?
1: So the re- so I, I usually just like, when I started, I just played it casually. I'm like, oh, this is just fun to play. I didn't think anything of it. And then I just set goals for myself every like year. Like, okay, I'll just like, I'll get like one division higher or something in the game, and, like keep going forward. And the com- one, one part was like the competitiveness of the game and how like you're able to actually like, because it, it, I'm a very competitive person myself so like I I love competing and like doing all this stuff so that, that was one aspect and another one is that the game is very it changes a lot in some aspects where there's a lot of new stuff that comes out usually every year a lot of new characters come out and also sometimes the game changes from time to time where it's like a lot of new things and new strategies come out and that's also something like it just keeps the game fresh as well as just keeps me interested as well in the game.
0: Yeah. Now, John, uh, I'm going to brag about you here for a minute. You said you're competitive um, and uh, you certainly are, but just to put a a finer point on, on that uh, there are currently, I believe 180 million league of legend players around the world. The rankings just came out and your ranking is uh, I think 1049. So you're almost in the top 1000 of 180 million players which means you're in the top 100 of one percent uh of these people playing on the planet that's an incredible achievement talk to me a little bit about that where do you where do you want to go and how high can you go
1: so with this achievement there's a lot of uh a lot of doors basically open for me with like what i can do i can get into more competitive colleges that like like colleges that have a track record of being really good teams in League of Legends, and who
0: are those? What, what, what? Because this is kind of a newer field, right? So, yeah, this isn't like the Ivy League schools or the, the you know, the power of uh, Alabama football. Uh, you know, who are the schools, the colleges that are known for excellence in esports?
1: So, in, in specific to League of Legends, Maryville is the like front runner. Is the best team so far, and uh, is the best basically not esports as a whole but like in that specific department their team their management is all very good and then there's uh winthrop uh also is very good their team has been looking pretty good for the past like two years uh let me try to pull up some other ones because i know there's a couple more that i think so so,
0: and and that's interesting and while you're doing that i mean because there's always some people going, okay, that's great. You know, he, he you know, the, the, he plays video games, but you know, there's no future in that. Um, you're a 2019 graduate of Rochester high school uh, and straight out of high school, you're recruited to play league of legends for Aquinas college in grand Rapids. And then a year later, after your success at uh, Aquinas, oh, uh, you picked you up and offered you a spot on their team. And I believe you got scholarships for both, right?
1: Yes, I did.
0: And talk to me about those scholarships.
1: So, I mean, of course, I, I don't, I don't want to say, like, exact specific, like, money-wise, because I, I don't think that's, like, fair for the schools or, like, me, especially. Sure. But, but the scholarships were, like, somewhat decent. They're all right. Uh, it's, like, nothing to complain about. I think I'll always take a scholarship if I ever get one. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's always nice to get it, sure. especially for something that you actually, like, want to do.
0: And, and, and I guess that the interesting thing about that to uh, maybe to the parents that are out there who think, you know, we spend all our time trying to tell our kids to get off gaming and to stop uh, playing video games. You found a way to actually help pay for your college uh, by the success you've had in gaming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, then, and, then, and then talk a little bit about this, Jonathan, because this is interesting to me you know, what does a college do to recruit you? So, so you're at Oakland University. What is the support system that you have there? Obviously with the basketball team, for example, you've got a head coach and you've got managers and you've got a training facility and you've got practice schedules and, and, and tutors for, for, you know, for folks, what, what is the support network around the esports team at Oakland University?
1: So mainly with Oakland University, we recently got at least a coach for this semester specifically to league of legends that will help us find uh scrimmage partners for the week, as well as uh, try to come up with uh, try to help us during game and like outside of game and like what we're doing and like everything a coach should do. And then also our head coach basically tries to find us competitions mainly sometimes the, uh, the coach for our game will look as well, but usually it'll be our head coach that will find us the game uh, finest competitions that we compete in and that's that's basically it's like it's not it's a lot more freer i would say than any other sport because it's just started and there's nothing like there's no ncaa that will like hold us in like on hun- like specific things that we have to do or whatever it's mainly just like we can do really whatever that we want of course with like uh guidelines from oakland and everything
0: sure and and you mentioned that in particular your your game of choice league of legends it's a five the five game, which means you you have to have a team of at least five. So you come to Oakland, you know, it's kind of like meeting your your fellow athletes. Uh, are there certain you know team members that have certain skill sets that they bring? Uh, uh, you know, do you do you do you all get along? Do you do you ever fight? Is there a you know? I mean, like how, talk to me a little about the team environment because certainly there's a lot of dynamics on a volleyball team or on a basketball team. What's it like on any sports team?
1: So, well, usually. How we, like, get along and everything, like, well, we, we usually get along a lot of times. We try to hang out, like, a couple times throughout a month or something, try to plan some stuff, as well as uh, during games and everything. We'll f- eventually, like, with every team, we'll have, like, some fights break out. Not actually physical, but, like, we'll just, like, we'll, we'll talk to each other and, like, say why some plays were, like, incorrect and, like, go over that. Sometimes it gets a little heated, but usually not too bad. But, like, it, it's like, it's, like, classic, I would say, like, team stuff. Maybe, like, you, you it might get a little bit more heat than normal sports because there's a lot – I feel like there might be a lot more to talk about and, like, very nitpicky things that you can go over. But with, like, regular sports, of course, there's not too much you can go over. There's right. a lot of, like – like, it, in terms of, like, the game, it's a lot of, like, individual people trying to do individual things. And, of course, there will be some, like, structured plays that they'll have that they'll know from the in the back of their hand and everything. And then in League of Legends, it's a lot more different. There's a lot more situations that you have to account for, a lot more individual things that you have to account for. It's a lot of just like thinking and a lot of just trying to make sure that all situations can be accounted for.
0: Sure. So um, in the actual, like when, when a game starts, Um, are all five of you connected visually and, and audio audibly, like, so you're all communicating with each other and the other team can't hear you, or do you all like, are all 10 people trying to communicate, you know, on the same channels. And therefore that's part of the battle and part of the, the creative, uh, you know, strategy as well.
1: So everybody is, each team is connected to themselves and nobody's, it's not usually 10 people in one place, like each team with each other. Uh, everybody is separated in we, we use this app called discord basically it's it, it's basically zoom but like there's a bunch of text channels that you can make a bunch of servers and it's just a lot of like it's a lot more connected and a lot more of a community than zoom would be
0: got it so what is the season i mean you know in, in most of these sports you have a, a season where uh you know basketball is sort of october to 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 march and baseball is the spring is 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 this sort of played 12 months out of the year or what's the season look like
1: so the main season is like start of year january there's going to be what is called uh CO, which is like college league of legends run by the run by the people who make the game called riot games and that and it's like a way to compete against a lot of other colleges and like basically determine who's the best college in north america so that, that's one thing. It starts in January, ends around uh, probably May-ish or yeah. April, like May-ish, June, somewhere around there. And then uh, summer, there's usually a lot of competition as well because it's so, it's like middle of season because in League of Legends, the season ends in November. December, there's a preseason thing where they change a bunch of stuff. And then January, it just starts all over again. Sure. So usually there'll be competition all the way to November. And then November is like November, December is the downtime area. And then January, you start back up again.
0: So what is a, uh, what does a week look like for you, John? How, how much time are you actually playing every day or every week?
1: So for me, I usually play, like I'll wake up, take a shower, uh, play a game till like five, eat dinner, then practice probably, and then go to bed or play more until like,
0: so hold on, like, hold on a yeah. second. You wake up, take a shower. I'm assuming you wake up, you know, your college, college kids. I'm assuming you're not waking up at like one or two, but what are you waking up eight, nine in the morning? Uh,
1: for me, since, since I don't, this semester, since I don't have classes until like, I only have two classes a week and they're both 8. a.m.s. So I'm, I'm usually like for like five out of the seven days, I'm just, waking up at like 12 or 1 p.m and i'm going to bed around like 4 a.m
0: first i miss college a lot i would really like to sleep until noon or one but okay so you're playing you're playing so what's that i mean you wake up take a shower you get up at one you get up you're playing till five so you're playing six seven eight hours a day before school or before school and then some after
1: yeah basically yeah it's Except on like uh, except on my eight a.m.s where it's like I'll wake up, go to class for like three hours, then yeah. come back, take a nap, and then play for the rest of the day until like two a.m.
0: Kind of sucks that that school schedule gets in the way of the gaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Brian Barnett here, mayor of the city of Rochester, it was really interesting conver- uh, conversation with uh, one of the top League of Legend uh, players uh, on the planet. Uh John Schneck here. John, uh, you know, there's real money in uh in in gaming. And uh um looking at some of the top payouts uh, uh in some of these games, people are winning uh six and a half million, three million for Fortnite, two million dollar prizes. Uh the League of Legends champ won a $1.3 dollar prize uh last year. Uh there's real money in this. Uh you know, is that one of the things that motivates you?
1: not too much it, it motivate me in a way that i could live off of it and not uh have to do anything else with my life basically
0: and how do you get to that point is it sponsors is it continued excellence? are the top 100 are the top 100 players able to do that are the top 10 players able to do that or are you close to that now
1: so a lot of the a lot of the ways that you can get like money out of this or uh there's a there's a few different ways you could try to stream your gameplay and on twitch and try to get like a lot of viewers that way and try to like be entertaining and go through that route and go like through content creation there's another one where you can go through the collegiate scene basically an amateur scene where you can keep playing on teams until eventually people start to notice you and start to want to pick you up and like see how good you are basically and that that's really it. it's mainly about like the actual teams making the money not really the players because they'll just pay they'll play the players like basically like i mean amateur they probably don't play them that much but i know for pro play they pay them like hefty amounts which is like pretty crazy to me honestly
0: Hmm. that's interesting have you do you know folks that have gotten paid for it
1: I don't personally know people that have gotten paid for it, but I know some numbers around pro players who have gotten paid. Yes, yeah.
0: I was down in Arlington, uh, and uh, I think Arlington, Texas, is sort of considered maybe the esports capital. They've got the uh, an arena uh, dedicated to showing esports championships, and the arena seats, I think, eighteen thousand people. Uh, it's huge, and it's filled, and it's packed, and the the passion surrounding uh, you know esports is incredible. I I, I know I was not a believer at first um because i didn't understand the popularity and the impact but i just was over at oakland university they're adding a bunch of things to improve the gaming experience uh the esports global audience uh in 20 i think 18 was 380 million last year was 557 million people uh watching (laughs) watching esports watching other people play games does that ever strike you as odd jonathan that people want to you know, will pay to, to watch someone else play a game.
1: Uh, not really considering that people pay to watch people play sports as well. It's a, it's like a, like like gaming would be just like an untapped market where you like, people don't think you'd actually like want to see people play games, but then you watch like YouTube videos, Twitch streams and other stuff to where it's like, oh yeah, people just enjoy them. And the numbers are showing like why not we why don't we actually like pay people to like go in person and actually watch these people live
0: sure and do you have fans are there people that wait to find out where you're playing and when you're playing and and specifically tune in to 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 watch you besides your parents probably <laughs> Pro-
1: probably not that i know of there probably might be like maybe like a couple people but i don't think like really i mean i also just don't think people like would watch me honestly no.
0: So what happens, John? Like, is it is, are the skills transferable? Let's say you know that League of Legends is popular for another year and a half or two years, and then some other new game comes on. Um, and you know, is it sort of once a gamer, always a gamer? You can you can figure it out, and you just have the, the natural skill set to you know to be an effective and, and prolific gamer, or is each game you know Fortnite to League of Legends to um, I'm trying to think of some of the games my kids play. Are they, are they so different that there's no way you could repeat success in a different game.
1: Uh, for different, I mean, of course, every game has different attributes into where uh, how like mechanically you can actually be good at them. Like for, for League of Legends, it's a lot of like reaction speed and like knowledge of the game itself. But let's say like if you were to do Fortnite, it's a lot of mechanics as well, but they're different mechanics in a way that you have to start uh, aiming at people and like actually like, there's still some stuff you can translate from league of legends to Fortnite, but there's still like a lot of stuff you would have to learn from the game. So it's a lot of like putting effort and time into the game that you want to play and learning through that way, I would say.
0: Yeah. So I'm really interested in your perspective, Uh, John, how, how old are you? I'm 20, 20. All right. So I'm guessing if your parents were like normal parents they probably at some point were concerned about how much time when you were 12 and 13 and 14 that you were spending gaming. And they probably had conversations with you about getting outside or, or unplugging or, or, you know, you know, just concerned about your screen time. You know, you've managed to, to become really successful and create a career path from this. What would you tell parents who are telling their kids that right now? What is the, the maybe the thing they should know that was different for you?
1: So- for parents i think starting from an early age i'd say make sure they're outside because a lot of the time like you know like like people i mean just kids won't go outside sometimes if they're just like addicted to their screens and everything but also it has to do with like if you don't want your kids to have glasses as well because I, i found this out a few days ago that like a lot of the time uh it's not because of the screens that they watch. It's because they're not getting enough sunlight, and from an early age, like their eyes will like start stretching out. And everybody's eyes do do this. They start stretching out, and they they keep getting longer. And as they get longer, of course, like the light from the su- from uh, screens and eyes and from everywhere, basically, they will go and try to go to a certain point, but. It, but eventually it'll stop and like get to a point but if you don't get enough sunlight and you keep start like staying in the dark basically your eyes won't actually stop growing it stop growing when they need to stop growing and be like perfect eyesight they'll just keep they'll just keep extending until eventually they'll just stop and that that's one thing it's like like i i have glasses i i personally like my glasses i think i look better with glasses but also like if you don't want to pay money for them that's a good way as well as uh, uh as well as like social interaction because i i i would if i had a kid i would want my kid to also socially interact in a interact a lot and make sure that they're not like they, they know how to like socially uh, conglomerate with everybody else and like have fun that way but also like you shouldn't you should limit the time but you shouldn't like be super harsh on the kid as well doing it you shouldn't like be extremely harsh on them you should find fun ways to make them go outside or to do some other stuff maybe maybe take them to some outdoor activities
0: sure that might be hey, really Jonathan, to do. I, know, I know you're probably not close to thinking about this yet but if you are a few years from now you, you had a uh, a kid and the kid says, uh, dad, I, I want to follow your footsteps and, and be a gamer. Uh, what do you say? You're encouraging them. You're warning them, discouraging them. You you know, what what's your reaction to your son saying, I want to play son or daughter saying, I want to play uh, video games, uh, six to eight hours a day through, uh, through high school and college.
1: Uh, I would, I would say usually most of the time it's not worth it. A lot of people will not actually actually go through and get to the pro scene or get to the content creation scene and like go through it that way. A lot of of the times it's just usually not worth it. Uh, I'd probably tell this to my kid and be like, just do, if you think you're really good at it, keep trying. Like, but like make sure you also interact and like do decent in school because that will also affect your later life as well.
0: So what's the game plan, John? What's the, where do you hope to take this in the next couple of years? What's the, what's the goal?
1: So my goal mainly is to either eventually become a pro player, either through like going to colleges, getting recognized, going through amateur scene, getting recognized, and eventually getting to the pro scene. Or I'd want to try to become a coach and actually try to coach players as well, either in collegiate and try to make a living off that. Or go to the amateur pro scene and make a living off that as well.
0: You know, I'm just going to tell you, and and maybe some of our listeners will relate. You may be able to take me in League of Legends, but I will kick your butt in Super Mario Brothers, which is really a much more challenging game, um, a harder game, according to the experts. I'm making this up. The expert being me. Um, but I, man, I got I got super into Super Mario Brothers in high school, and that was my jam for a while. I mean, I I'd come home from school and and uh, hunkered on i never got to play for 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 as long as you do but uh you know that was that was my game i i get it i mean i get that uh there's certainly interest if you're a competitive person it's high score it's levels it's it's competing against folks and we didn't really have the the 5v5 sort of stuff when when i was in high school but it's obviously tapping into something that is exceptionally popular and and uh, uh congratulations on incredible incredible success the community really is a is proud of you, John, for for uh, for putting us out there. And and I guess uh, you know when you're not gaming, you know what what is it that you like to do around the city? Where would we see you enjoying time if you're not uh, sitting in your gaming chair?
1: So right now, my life has been consistent of making sure my dog does not chew everything in the house. <laughs> so that's that's one thing that would be uh, I would be doing. I usually don't go outside a lot. I find a lot of things like kind of boring to do like just personally i know a lot of people love to do a lot of things that this is just my personal thing i don't discourage anybody from doing anything in the city or like any anything even downtown i know downtown i like downtown i just don't go there a lot right. I, especially, I especially like doing i like going to the card chapel i usually play like uh magic just card games a lot sometimes i go down there i've been going down there recently though so like that sucks but yeah. But I've been busy,
0: but yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're busy climbing the global rankings, which is, uh, which is understandable. Uh, John, this has uh, been super interesting and I'm guessing, uh, you know, it's not too often that you have a new sport. You know, I think of like the, uh, it was the 1880s when Naismith invented basketball and you had to explain it and people thought it would never work. And, you know, and, and, you know, at some point, you know, you get all these new Olympic sports that are introduced on the global scene. And, People say that's a strange, you know, those are strange, you know, athletic competitions to put together. And, and, you know, I don't even understand who would ever want to grow up and do this, but, um, but they're interesting to people and they, you know, they attract tremendous fan bases. And this emergence, this global emergence of esports is like something probably we've never seen in sports before um, with massive sponsorships and high payouts. And, you know, to think that you could go to, you know, to go to school and pay for college um on a you know a gaming scholarship was unheard of 10 years ago so there's a lot changing and you're right at the forefront of it and recognizing uh uh you know that competitive nature to keep our city uh, uh on the lists of uh, of great league of legend players across the globe we thank you for that and at the end of every program john we we ask one question uh and it has nothing to do with gaming uh it has everything to do with just to figure out a little bit more about what makes you tick. If you could have lunch or dinner with any person alive or past, who would that person be and where would you go to eat?
1: Uh, I honestly don't have like any like admirers, I would say, like anybody I would like look up to the most. If I had if I had a person like because I I personally uh, enjoy what they do. And enjoy their concept of the game. It's a person named LS on Twitch and uh, uh, Twitter and everything else. Let me find his name. It is
0: Nick. What is your What is your name on uh, on League?
1: Uh, it's it's John.
0: That wasn't taken.
1: <laughs> no, apparently not. It, his name is Nick DeSiris. All right. He's popular in the League of Legends scene. He's known for his polarizing opinions about the game that and like new ways to play the game, basically.
0: Interesting. And where would you take him? Where do gamers go to eat?
1: Uh honestly, it'd probably just be like McDonald's or Subway. I wouldn't honestly care. It'd be something like it wouldn't be like an expensive place. It wouldn't be a fancy place. It'd be like something
0: kind of like normal. Sure. Well, John, thank you, man. This has been, like I said, really, really interesting. I think you're uh, exposing a lot of people to uh, a movement that they're probably not aware of. Um, and uh, like I said, I've gotten to learn, I've changed my opinions over the years on the impact. I've watched, you know, all our institutions of higher learning uh, say, listen, this is real. We need to embrace it and, and really make change to, to bring uh, to bring gamers and, uh, uh, and the the resources that they have to their communities. So another athlete, this time, a a sort of an electronic athlete, John Schneck, thank you uh, for being on the program today. Thank you for uh, teaching us a little bit more about the crazy, wild, wacky world of esports. Thank you for being with us, Jonathan. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And I want to thank all of our listeners for being with us as well. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, this conversation today. And uh, like I said, we have uh, really been blessed with a a really interesting and unique group of voices to uh, uh, shed some light and insight, just like today, on some of the people, uh, places and things that make the greater Rochester Hills community an amazing place to live, work and raise your family. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to another episode of Right Down the Street. Until next time, so long. And God bless.